What's up? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! It worked. It worked, everybody. Yes, yes. You got it. Oh my god! Uh, I just have to do something quick. All right, and he's got to steer the ship. He's got to get us started. I got to get myself queued up, so I, my head's right, guys. <laughs> hey! Oh my! Oh Thank you to so see y'all again. An interview with Gina, a uh, Black Widow poet, uh, author of Kaleidoscope. I have her book right here. First book. We're going to hopefully pull some pieces tonight. Hear from the incredible Gina. I have hey. a gift also for somebody tonight. I have an extra copy of this book. So tonight, Andy, with your honor, hopefully we'll be able to give away a copy. So the first person who comes in and asks our uh, darling Gina a question tonight, uh, we'll walk away with a giveaway. Uh, we have already, this would be our second giveaway, Andy. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Um, speaking of second giveaways, um, you're going to have to update on me on that one. But yeah, um, my bad. I'm just setting up here. I'm no sorry, worries. guys. I'll be with you in two Will seconds. Will you just let us know when we're official or are we official now? Grandpa, hey. Yeah. Who else Welcome, is in everybody. here? Hey, y'all. What is going so, on? Um, let's get into it. So uh, we are good to go, right, Andy? We can just start talking because I started the live. We're good to go. I just want to hear from the old boss man that we're good to go. All right, that's fine. He's frozen right now. Going. <laughs> that means we're good because he froze himself. <laughs> just kidding. Andy's coming back. No worries. So, oh my gosh, everybody's loving your look. So first of all, I saw a really amazing picture of you recently. You got like this amazing, is it, is it still with you right now? Holy shit, that's incredible. Yes. Can you uh, my Spider-Man? Like, who did that? Like your normal hair person or what? It's incredible. Uh, I went to a new barber, um, Calvin the Barber. He's in medicine. I had actually saw two of my friends, um, live and sweet tea they're spoken word artists and they were at his shop doing um poetry and so i reached out to him because i was looking for a new barber because i get uh -huh. designed different designs um you know every once in a while and so he is like a um champion he's won all, all these awards for his skills and so i was like do a spider web and i didn't I know mean, it would turn out this clear that that's quality freaking work so you said that's award winner and Please shout out the name of the city again, where that barber's from. Uh, Madison, Calvin. Tennessee, Calvin the Barber. He's on uh, my Facebook well, we if all you want to find him. Tennessee, but I got to see the amazing Gina in Nashville, competed on her home turf. Oh my gosh, incredible. Walked away with the $20 bill. Hold on, I got to get it. I got to get it. I got it right here. Oh my God. Yeah, she was of the ninth. With her it's going in, a, it's going, you know how like restaurants had their first dollar bill? This is my first win or my first poetry win. My poem was worth 20 bucks. I mean, incredible time. But like, you've been on that place for a long time. Can you talk about that, uh, that specific open mic that we went to, a Poets Playground? Yes. So we went to um, Frizzy Productions um, at Island Vibes. It's called Poets Playground. And uh, when I first started performing, um, on Instagram Live, I was doing it with uh, the Poets Playground because I heard about it. And um, so that's when I met Frizzy, and that was over two years ago now. And now he throws shows. He has that particular show we went to every Thursday night. And it's a lot of fun because 
you can compete for different prizes and then you vote and then there's like Caribbean food. And I gotta say it's too, just so um, much fun. what I thought was really exciting, I couldn't get to it this week, but they also seem to host some virtual open mics too. And I, I thought that was pretty cool because even though not all of us are mm -hmm. from Tennessee or can make yeah. it to Tennessee, that they're still also doing these other things as well. So I got to meet Frizzy and um, he's pretty incredible backstory as well um i'm hoping andy that we can get him on the show too i know he does a lot of work as well but it's so incredible that you guys locally have a chain of poetry community members that are live and, and you and especially you have a specific group called up uh, uh, prodigal poets correct can you speak on that because that's another yes. thing that this girl that's amazing right. is doing i don't know if you guys know that but she's got her community going real strong with in person live poetry game. So talk about this prodigal poetry thing. Yes, so the prodigal poets is um, the poetry crew that I had created um, a year ago now. Um, so when I started going to shows, I met up with other writers and authors and performers and I started a group chat um, on Instagram and Facebook. I was just calling us Tennessee Poets and I was taking pictures and videos and linking them and then we were like, well, let's come up with a name and we voted on a name. Um, we had different options and there was like Mouth of the South, Poetic Justice and Prodigal Poets. I wanted poetic justice, but I got outvoted. <laughs> so it was Prodigal Poets. And then we came up with the logo, the Eye of Horus. Um, our mission statement is redemption and rebuilding. Um, and so then we just kind of went from there from one show. Now we have 10 shows in like six different cities, multiple different venues. And it's all like poetry for the people. They're free open mics. Um, and it's just amazing. I that's think that's gross. cool that you do that. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> oh, God. I was like, no, so I, I have to ask. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, I'm just on Instagram one day. All of a sudden, I see Angela. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah. Did I miss something? <laughs> you didn't tell me nothing? Like, going <laughs> I'm on, on a here? Mission, man. I'm just trying to meet as many uh, poets as I can. Hey, you know what? Yeah. When you have a car, hey, right? Everything works, right? I told Annie I'm running as far away from my problems as I can. <laughs> oh, God. We'll be heading our way back north uh, tomorrow, but we're at the Gulf Shores tonight. So here's my beautiful love oh, backdrop. Awesome. In fact, nobody cares necessarily about the Angela Murray story, but the Angela Murray story is this. Andy, I've been in a different location every freaking live that we've had. Isn't that incredible? I'm keeping the streak up. So let's. This is the going. Angela Murray World Tour. <laughs> but I got to meet the incredible Gina. <laughs> um, and um, I think this would be a perfect time. Let's hear from you. You got a poem right off the cuff that we can hear your work. Because incredible. Like, oh, my gosh. I got to see her live. Oh, my God. That was so fabulous. <laughs> so uh, let's, if you got one ready. Because I have a few yes. selected, too, that I wanted to put up. Of course. Of course. So um, I will do my piece, Bewitched, for you. This is a magical, enchanting um, piece about witches. Fear not the witches, but those that burn them alive. Jealous of them taking power from the earth without poisoning the soil. More entertaining being the magical enchantress than the helpless princess who couldn't toil. Although widowed, alone, talking to animals. However, embodied with the power of a sorceress. Call me a necromancer. Watch me sparkle outside with pride. 
curious on how I dress. It's the true me, not to impress. The words I write, wanting to gain some insight. Asking me if I might be a complex hex, left you perplexed. They tried to drown us while worshiping God will not be put down. Head held high with a flower crown, dancing under the pale moonlight with those that fill my heart. Prodigal poets, tribe consistently giving me the strength to keep on. Can you hear this enchanting song? Insides formed from the sands melted together from when I was scorched at the stake from those that wanted to take bewitched wounds sewn together with dark thread. She devil stitched made a new life for myself while embracing haunting nightmares. Will you wake up scared of what you did? It will not be hid. Come for me again. Hear sounds of a screaming woman that can't be submerged. Shadows cast of the southern skinwalkers from the woods emerged. Just misunderstood. Moonlights of those eyes glow in the dark battle axe. Arrows of defense. It all makes sense. Such a sight to be seen. From the darkness emerges the queen. Let those realize inside the past storybooks all have lies. This world is full of friendly, judgmental faces that go to church on Sundays. And there are colorful tattoos and scars. Wearing eclectic clothes, gravitating close to those. This may be the day that you learn. I'm the descendant of the witch you weren't able to burn. Wow. <laughs> I love how you read that, by the way. That was, wow, that was fire. Talk to us about that piece right there. What was the process of writing that? I don't know. I, I, I saw myself in like, you know, you know, those like, I, I don't know if this makes sense. Like, you know, those Disney movies like Ursula and, and stuff like that. Or um, is this Snow White with all the witches and stuff? That's exactly what I saw for some reason. Like they all came together, but they're all in competition with each other as well type of thing. That's the way I saw that. That was pretty cool though. Like talk to me about that piece. So, um, I, I re I'm really into like medieval times and the Renaissance era, and I just feel like I relate to those type of women who, I mean, I live alone with my animals, I'm a widow, like, I, I'm into dark things, I mean, I like spiders, and, you know, so back then, they would have think, they would think I was mm. a witch, and so I wanted to write an, a piece about them and how I relate it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, don't, don't mind me, guys. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm just, um, I'm just like semi-tired. I apologize. I had like, all this running around. So if I'm a little, if I'm a little bit off than usual, I really apologize well, for that. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, she knocked you out with that one for sure. And I gotta say, yeah, that's, that's, I'll say that, <laughs> like your presence, and that's what I noticed about everybody that was on the fucking stage in Tennessee. And I'm sorry, I'm going to be a little bit cursing here and welcome everybody who is able to join uh, us it's and fine. watching the replay. Um, we are so excited to have Gina, a Black Widow poet. She's incredible. She was so gracious to invite me, Angela Murray, to come uh, be a part of one of the open mics. And everybody on the stage had just incredible presence. You guys who just watched Gina perform her poem right now, and I said perform her poem, not just recite her poem, but fucking perform it. That's what Tennessee fucking showed me, is that you can't just show up with a piece of paper like I did. I mean, I was I got a little good. I got I voted. I won my 20 bucks. I got both, but like you can't just show up there and they really taught me, you can't just go up here and, and read. You gotta be ready to perform it. These Tennessee poets, and I know it's not just at the um, you know, Poets Playground where they have their uh, shows on Thursdays, 
Um, but they really, nobody showed up without having it fucking done. Memorized to the tip to the bottom. And even somebody had some a mixed media and, and added to the end of their piece. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what it's like over there, right? Um, Gina, is that how most nights are in Tennessee with the open mics? Is, is that kind of like the flavor you guys get? Like, it's just their people are ready to perform? Definitely. And a lot of people come with their new pieces that they just had memorized. And um, I like to sometimes have uh, musicians create um, or compose pieces that go with my um poetry and that kind of takes it to the next level so I love doing that as well um and it's just something different every show there's new new poets that go on the stage or they didn't even th they came to watch the show and then they got inspired and then they're like oh that mm -hmm, happened mm -hmm. the night you were there right. they were like oh I've never done this before but y'all inspired me to get up on stage and do this piece so it's just and and there's like there's been two marriage proposals what? at the two different two. poetry shows. I've seen wow, two marriage proposals. I'm like, wow, wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> to be proposed to at a show, poetry show? Oh my god! Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh yeah. So, how beautiful would that be? Yeah. No. So I have a question because I I know I was trying to listen to everything you guys were talking about, and you said about reciting and memorizing. So in your between reciting something and opposed to memorize something. And what I mean by that is, because let's say I could I could memorize something and I'm reciting it without the piece of paper rather than actually memorizing something where you're just um like, okay, it is. I memorize it, but now you're expressing the emotion. Like, can you walk, in your opinion, what do you believe could be the difference between the two? Um, so performing poetry is more like you're watching a movie. It's more theatrical, like a play. Um, like I like um, the artists that use a lot of gestures, that walk around, that have the eye contact and the crowd engagement. And so I try to do all that, which I can't do all that if I'm reading from a phone or looking at my piece of paper. So that's why I have at least five good pieces that are memorized that I can just go to any show and I can um, just walk around either with, with a mic and not, I don't like being stuck behind the mic. So it's better to be able to, or without a mic, then you can use both hands to gesture. Um, but I mean, it's hard when you are holding a mic and then you hold, you have to hold a phone or a piece of paper, but, um, my memory is not as good as some of the other poets. So these pieces that I have memorized took me hundreds of times, um, of practice, I like vid I record myself either on video or a voice memo, and then I like put the radio on loud and then walk around and just recite it in the shower in my car, like just over and over till I get it right. <laughs> wow, um, I try. You know, it's funny. Like, um, so so as far as memorizing, you talk about the video. I think that's the easiest way for me to memorize. I think, like, if I read something a whole bunch of times, I feel like I might mess something up in opposed to, um, let's say, if I recorded myself saying it, I guess, if that makes sense. And then I would hear it a certain... Kind of like when you listen to music. So I listen to it like that. Like, when you listen to music, and if you hear it enough times, eventually you'll know the lyrics to the song. But, but so I Andy, feel the same way. And it's Andy, funny. I'm going like, me, though? Andy, Oh, go ahead, finish your point, but I gotta ask you about a question. No, about no, because I was gonna say, like, there was a piece that I used to get, like, one of my pieces used to get read a lot, right? Um, it was called From Your Younger Son. Um, different people have read that particular piece because I've heard other people recite it. So even though, I mean, I don't wanna say recite, I mean, I've, I've 
Oh God, I've heard other people read the piece live, but the structure was the same, but the voice was different. But because I've heard it so many times, I'm actually able to memorize that piece without looking at the actual paper and opposed to, let's say if it's a brand new piece and then I have to read it a whole bunch of times, like you said. So I, it's interesting. So I think, I think for me, I think if I memorize it, it I would have to really listen to it as if, as if it was lyrics. I'm listening to a song that I like a lot. I think that's the only way for me. I mean, that's just me though, personally. Yeah, and you, uh, I mean, even the best spoken word artists mess up on stage. Everybody messes up, but you just got to keep going. Nobody knows you messed up because they don't have your poem memorized. So just This is going. true. <laughs> I keep hearing that, yeah. Everybody keeps, everybody I speak to tells me that every, every time. I mean, only you know you messed up. And just don't, Cause like you said, they don't, give don't up. have the what thing in your hand. me when a poet's like, uh, I forgot it. I just messed up. And they just walk off stage. And I'm like, I want to hear the rest of the poem. Just get out your phone and read the rest of the poem. <laughs> Word. I had to go back to the lyrics thing because it's kind of, sorry, something that's kind of was funny to me because I struggle with lyrics because I usually hear something that's completely different than what the lyric is. And I will memorize mm. a song with a completely different lyric and it will take forever <laughs> for me to change it. So I, I don't know. That I don't happened know. to me. Um, it's interesting, right? I was, God, this is, all right, this is like kind of the funniest story. So back in junior high school, I listened to a weird range of music, right? So I don't know if you know this band. Well, it's not a band. It's like a group. It's called LFO or whatever. The oh, case. I don't yeah, know. Do you yeah, know? Yeah, LFO. So they have a song. Right? Yeah. They were like in that same. Um. Sim they fall into that same boy band genre, I guess. So they have a song called Summer Girls. So I guess, I don't, and you said something very interesting because I think it's, it's not that you messed up. I think sometimes when you hear it a certain way, it comes out a certain way and then it's bit, you, you realize later, okay, that wasn't the case. I, I don't know what it is, but um, they have a song called Summer Girls, right? So there's a part of the song that says, I like girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch for so long. And I felt so stupid later on in life. And, and um, I thought he said, I like girls at a club eating fish. And I used to say this all the time. <laughs> and then one day I had lyrics because back in the day, back in high school or college, I had access to a computer. And um, there used to be this thing called Music Match where you could look up the lyrics and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me look up the lyrics. I'm singing along. I'm like, wait, girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Like, I felt so stupid. And now I had to remind myself, okay, it's girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch, not girls at a club eating fish. And I always said, like, okay, why would he, why would he like girls at a club I think eating that would fish? Be cooler, Shouldn't they be singing? At a club eating fish is cooler. I do that. And I don't wear Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> I do like that, though. Andy, I think that's a great movie. I'm like, you our, uh, stupid. Like, I was telling thing. myself how stupid I was. I was like, oh, my God, you're so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but oh it was, like, God, the funniest. Oh, my so, um, God. That's a yeah, this would be a great time. So can you talk about your first collection of books? Because I know you're working on a second collection, and I want to get into that, too. But can you talk yes. about Kaleidoscope at all? So, so like, where did that come from? This is my artwork on the cover. So I um, do impressionist um, acrylic on canvas. I was an art teacher for a while at Wine oh, wow. and Design out here at um, Franklin and Spring Hill Studios. Um, but then um, 
it went virtual and like private events and then my poetry kind of took over. Um, so this, this book has 83 pieces um, from when I was 14 um, until a couple years ago. I published it two years ago and it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble websites. Um, so it talks about love and loss and strength and resilience. Um, and my main subjects are about overcoming death, beating stage three breast cancer and domestic violence. Um, so that's that book there. And then my most recent book is Poets United. And that's my artwork as well. And I this is um, a collaboration book with Eric Shellman. And he's a poet in Texas that I met a couple years ago. And we decided to do a collaboration book um, with different poets. It has 51 poets from around the world. And that one's on Amazon as well. Nice. Oh, wow. So they can get both now on Amazon? Yes, they're both on Amazon. Oh, wow, wonderful. So um, talk to us about the artwork behind that book, right, the Poets United. Talk to us about the artwork. Um, so this is um, another piece that's um, acrylic on canvas, impressionist acrylic on canvas. This one was called Island Sunset. This is actually, a, I did this piece for a class that I taught. Um, it's one of my favorite um, paintings that I have. Um, so these that are my book covers, I, I keep them. I can, they're all original. So I do have um, original artwork for sale as well. And I do um, different events in Franklin. Um, I just had a wall at Square Market Cafe in Columbia. So um, I also paint, but I haven't been doing that as much since I've been performing and writing lately um and then my newest anthology out which i'm really proud of is this evermore it's edgar Allan poe inspired oh wow poetry which he is like my absolute hero and my favorite and we have similar writing styles and i feel like i relate to him um with being a widow and everything and being a dark artist and my piece death day is in this and i read that on my first interview with y'all and that piece is really hard to perform. I did that last week and I'm like choked up and about to cry because I mean that's about my husband passing away and it's just a really heavy piece and I'm just really proud to have um I mean I'm in an Edgar Allan Poe anthology like that was wow. come true. So um describe how like so I know you say um Edgar Allan Poe has helped you a lot. Can you walk us through how has it helped you and and, and how does that um reflect on who you are today? Um, so poetry has just been really um, therapeutic and stress relieving for me. When I started writing, I started with a diary and then that um, evolved into poetry. And I kept my poetry quiet for like 22 years, but it was still an outlet for me. Um, I started writing a lot more after my dad passed away in 2009. And three months later, my husband passed away and poetry really helped me grieve and get through that time in my life. And then I had always wanted to write a book. And then I finally um, did that. And with Poe, I just, I was reading his stories and his writings. And I just felt like I could see myself in what he was writing. And I really related to it. And so I picked up that kind of style of writing, which is more like um, storytelling. And also I write about um, mostly of what I've been through. Well, oh, I mean, which I mean, if you're just joining us, 
Uh, welcome, everybody. We're talking to Black Widow Poet, this incredible live performer, but we're also moving through her hard copy. Um, this is her first collection of book, Kaleidoscope, and she just went over two other books, one being a collaboration and one being a new collection of her work. Um, if it's okay with you, can I read one of your um, pieces from Kaleidoscope? Of course. Um, yeah, I'm just... No, my bad. I'm just, I'm sorry, guys. I just want to just give a shout out to people who just came in and, um, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Eli Joram, um, says amazing use of colors in your art. Love the orange. And, um, this is Jane spoken word says, Hey, checking out your platform. We'll be back. Um, Geo Master just came in and then the, um, Eli again says you resonate so positively. Great vibe. That's what that, that's yeah. just reading the comments Thank so you far. So much, um, Andy. I'm so glad that you did that. I, uh, because again, I'm going to read past, which is on page 58. Um, and I'm definitely not going to be performing it to the level of this incredible way that uh, Gina does. I'm just going to do this uh, real because again, I just want everybody to kind of get another sample piece from uh, your collection here, the first book being Kaleidoscope and. Um, this is actually a good time, Andy, if anybody wanted to request to come in and even speak with our poetess, you know, ask a quick question or even just comment in, please feel to request to do that. I have that pinned on the bottom. So like, seriously, this is a little bit of an open mic format. We enjoy the open mic, uh, mic format. So if anybody wanted to come in and speak. Tell them what happens uh, with... the first person, about the, like whoever Oh, we comes do have a first. giveaway What's... too. Like if any brave soul, I do have a free copy. Um, it will be our second giveaway. We sent out Arthur uh, Wilhelm's uh, poetry CD uh, to uh, uh, Tanya Bear. Uh, I did, I'm waiting to receive confirmation that we got it back, that, that we received it, but I did send it. Uh, but I do have a copy, uh, Gina was so gracious when I got my copy to let us get a snag an extra copy for a fan as well. Because again, we're here supporting all of our poetry people, all of our creative writers, all of our artists, musicians. We want to have your work celebrated and we need to pass it on because it's not just fair to look at it on the internet. No, we want you to be celebrated in the way that we got to support each other. And we have one. I got one for you. So don't be afraid. First one to come on. Yes, free giveaway, uh, guys. First person Otherwise, that logs in with us yeah. and jumps in with us um, yeah. gets a free book. And you don't have to turn your screen on if you're embarrassed, but you want, love a free giveaway. You know, just request Step out of your show, guys. Yeah. Step that out of that show. Don't be like a turtle. Way. Actually, I want to send this because we sent a cute little gift package. <laughs> I sent a cute little gift package. I don't know. That's a weird analogy. I know. I'm sorry. But Andy, wasn't the gift package really cute that we sent to Tanya? It was not just the CD. Yeah. We put a whole little love in there. So like, again, yeah. you guys. That's, that's what we're all about. We're all about community and celebrating these incredible poets. So uh, again, I have this incredible piece. It's on page 58. It's called The Past. Um, and then I, there, I had two others that I had pulled up, but I just wanted to read this one for sure. <clears throat> when I met you, I thought I couldn't ignore the feelings that were there. Your smile, the expressions on your face, your touch. How could I care so much? How can all of this be, you and me? Can we live happily with no more drama, pain, or sorrow? Only looks upon tomorrow. Could I have peace at last without problems from your past? With all of this at hand, you could be my man. You came at the right time. Could I at call you mine? Time matters not in love, for it grows quickly, yet never dies. But it's the heart that flies. Through written, written words, my feelings express. 
the thoughts inside are waiting to come out. No one ever heard me as my feelings flow. I will not let you go. Wow. I love was, that. I, I relate. Yeah. To, I resonate with that a lot, actually. That's wow. Very beautiful go. piece. And I, I kind of pulled this one, too, because we had an interview earlier, too, with um, Greg uh, Manzi. And he, he talked about this, uh, this longing nostalgia about we love to go into having the delicious memories of the past, but at the same time, they're bittersweet because they're the past and they're no longer there. And again, I will not let you go is, is like that, like... That's yeah, something about that last. Yeah, there's something about that line that weighs heavy. All the way through, but I knew I had that last line ready. <laughs> no, see, you should. You're not supposed to say that. Shush. <laughs> I know. I'm Only she that. knows. I gotta be real, y'all. I, I can't be fake. I, I'm a teacher. I cannot. Uh, I cannot accept poor work. I what up, Jacob? So yeah, yeah everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Can you speak on that poem at all, or um, at least part of the collection? Because this is towards the um, middle. Of that, yeah. or you got something else yeah, um, for us, Dan? Um, hold on. Do um, Eli says, do any of you resonate with Alonzo Morissette "Jagged Little Pill"? I thought of a, I thought of that song. Yeah, I can I can see why. Yeah, I can see that. Alonzo um, Morissette was a very interesting artist, especially like when she first. Because you know, funny, I don't know if people know this, but before she did rock, she did like some weird pop music in Canada, and then she transitioned to the United States with that sort of that album, Jagged Little Pill. Um, when you when you put that in perspective, that actually makes sense as to why you could resonate with that along with Gina's poem. So yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. What well, about you, uh, Scooby? Gina. What's up, Richard? Hello. So Gina, what about you? I mean, you're the, the author. Again, we love the fact that when we think of poetry and writing, it, it's really a three-prong system where the artist, the writer, they have their own vision going in. Then mm -hmm. we have, we are hearing from the reader or the audience here, some of their visions are coming in, how they're connecting it to their experience. And then this, what we're doing here as we're talking about both avenues, the writer and the author, the reader and the listener all together. This is really where the three part comes in so what what, what what about you i love alanis morissette i'm gonna check out jagged little pill again once i get off of here that was by uh that question was by elite elijah mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. yeah so i'm gonna check that out um and i will get back with you on that um but this piece i um i'm pretty sure this is about my first boyfriend when i was 17 years old and mm -hmm. we had like a on again, off again relationship. Like we would break up and make up all the time from 17 till I was 21. And during that time, I wrote a lot of poetry. Was that where you started writing poetry? No, you said you started at 14. So 14 with a diary, but then yeah, for a couple years, I started writing that poetry. really where you found kind of your poetic voice when you hit that age? Is that, I mean, I'm not gonna be, I'm, that's where I found mine. I found my poetic time when I was a teenager and my first little, like first love situation and uh, he wrote poetry and I wanted to write poetry. So I, I, I relate to that, I resonate with that, but that's not necessarily your story, but you, you wanna speak on that? Right. I believe I started writing a lot more um, in my later teens. Um, and then for a while, I hadn't wrote as much until after um, the deaths happened um, with my dad and my husband. And that really drove me into writing poetry more. And that was 
in 2010. Um, and then a few years of not writing as much. And then once COVID hit, um, you know, all the p pandemic poets, I started working from home and I wanted that connection because I miss people living by myself, you know, and I started doing virtual lives and Zoom events and then um, just writing more. And then I published the book and then I was just indulging in my poetry. And when stuff started opening up, I started doing the live events and started performing. And so that's when now I write like every day, like yesterday I wrote three pieces, which is a lot for me. It's a oh, lot wow. to even write one piece a day is a lot. Um, but yeah, I'll come out with maybe sometimes one to three pieces a week. Now I've been doing Monday flipping quotes. And so that's every Monday I put out a quote. So I'm at least doing one piece a week. Oh, okay. What's the difference between that? Like the mindset for the quotes? Like, can you talk about the quotes? Cause that seems kind of cool. Yes. Um, so there was a poet that kind of challenged me a year ago um, when I did a quote and he was like, well, it would be cool if you did like a, a weekly, a weekly quote thing and call it weekly flippant quote. So I've done that for the whole year now. Every Monday I put out a quote, which sometimes I do them a week or so ahead of time, but sometimes I'm scrambling Sunday night trying to come up with something. But either way, on Monday morning, you're going to get a new quote from me. So what like what makes a good quote what makes a good quote like uh like is there a certain sort of theme like does it need to be positive does it need to be inspiring does it need to be historical what makes a good quote i gotta know this so since these are called flippant sometimes they're a little sarcastic um so Ooh. like my last one yeah, was my last one one I did this week was struggles themselves do not create karma or determine the way that you will evolve only your responses to them <laughs> so oh yes that that's, one that's was really actually like a Facebook in. memory that came up in my Facebook memories oh, really? that I wrote I wrote that one like 10 years ago and I just used it as my quote this week I loved it. So that's even like, you didn't even have to write that. You already had it like, whoop, mm -hmm. hey, remember me? You can put me out there for a quote. But yeah. you're saying Monday's coming up. So it's like Wednesday today. Mm -hmm. What, do we have something ready for Monday coming up? Or? I don't have anything. Y'all want to come right, up so, with something? All right. So that's, that's a challenge between now and the end is can we come up with a quote okay. for Monday? And it's Andy, it's right up your alley. It's got to be a little snarky. You got to be a little bit of flippant. This is true. have a little sass in the <laughs> pants. You know what I mean? I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Um, so again, I love this uh, collection from Kaleidoscope. And again, it's such a uh, really amazing collection because I don't know if you are just joining us. She talked about that the collection in here in Kaleidoscope, which again, we're still offering up. Nobody's been brave enough yet and it's okay. Uh, I have some backup ideas if nobody's gonna dare, dare be brave enough. I have some ideas, Andy, we'll talk behind the scenes. Um, but um, from four, 14 till about two years ago is we have poetry from there. Um, do you have another poem that you have ready to go? Gina, because again, I have two more from here, but I don't want to, I want you to, we want to hear from you. We want to hear yes. from you. She, she put me to shame, everybody. Of course she would. Because again, if, you, if you've never been to Nashville, if you never watched those Nashville poets, those Tennessee poets, they come to perform. They don't come to read, they come to perform. Yes. Okay. So this uh, next piece is called um, Widow in the Dark. Um, and this is about dreams and nightmares I have. So I still have dreams that I 
see my late husband and I just feel really happy to see him and um, it's just wonderful. And then I have nightmares where I'm um, warning him that he's gonna pass away and it's just really terrible, these night terrors. So I wrote this piece called The Widow in the Dark. Dreamt of you again, seemed so real, intimacy relived, warmth of an embrace, seeing your face, feeling your skin, true happiness within, reaffirming that you'll never leave, please stay, always there, yet I'm deeply bereaved, you will only remain in my hourglass, bits and pieces of diamond-like sand, glistening like stars in the night sky, twinkling, always reminding me why I'm left grasping onto a memory, and it is slipping through my hand. Keeping ashes and silver jewelry, once always worn every day. Heaviness still fills me in every way. Past pictures put away now, unable to look at them for long. I just don't know how. It still hurts too much when I hear a song and such. Looking at quotes on a windowsill, still feeling an, an emptiness inside. Overwhelming constant rain on a daily life. Tears are hard to contain keeping it together, moving forward, trying to sustain, remaining just a widow in the dark, weaving webs to comfort the loneliness inflicted, reminding myself at times that I'm not injured. How much can a soul withstand? There's the tragic prolonging questions consume, eating away inside my head. Why am I left alive when you are dead? Wow. Wow. I, I, wow. Andy, I don't know if you can talk, but I know. No, I'm like speechless right now. I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm like really speechless. Um, I, I mean, I want to say this too, because I don't necessarily want to, because I know this is a story that you've opened up a lot of times. And maybe again, like the, you talk about the concept of dreams are welcome, but they're also bittersweet because you wake up for them, this longing nostalgia, that's the theme of the day, this longing nostalgia where it's good to have it, yet it's at the same time, it's fucking gone, it's never coming back. Um, so like at times it's good to talk about it, but at times are we opening up the same wounds back over? Because some of us might not be familiar with your story. And if you are just joining us, well, right. we are talking to the amazing Gina Carilla. If you just missed her amazing piece, she just performed Widow in the Dark. It was about you know, her whole experience. Do, uh, do you want to go ahead and share that story? Because again, Wait, um, young, oh, yes, go ahead. No, no, before, before you say, yeah, I was going to say, um, as far as, because you said about, you know, you talk about the wounds and stuff like that. Uh, one thing I've learned too, like, let's say, you know, sometimes you go through stuff and it hurts. And then let's say you remember it. And you know how sometimes you start crying because let's say, oh man, like that, that pain still is there. It's like, even though that, Thing hurts you I don't know if this is gonna make sense it's like even though yeah. at the time it hurts I don't stay hurt but the memory of the hurt is still there so it feels like it's still wounded so it's like a scar it's like the scar is still there but I'm reminded heart. but if I touch the scar it's not gonna hurt it doesn't really hurt because it's old now but awesome. it's just the reminder of the scar hurts and Andy sometimes we want to bring that pain back because that pain at least means I'm thinking of you, or that pain still. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, your piece is so powerful, Gina. It's so incredibly powerful. Yeah, your performance. If you're just joining us, you missed so the fucking hell of a performance. Watch the replay of that. Uh, Gina just performed "Widow in the Dark." Um, she is a young widow. 
So if you lose your father first, right? You said you lost your yes. father first. I lost and how did my there father. Be... Mm -hmm. um, 2009, he was um, an alcoholic. He was he had drank for 35 years, but in the end, he was trying to get better and mm -hmm. stop. But it was just too late. And I actually found him at his house. Um, so that was yeah. really detrimental. And then... Three months later, my husband passed away from sleep apnea. Um, oh, wow. He had a bad case of sleep apnea, had the CPAP machine, really needed to get, get the surgery done, but it was really extensive and had the sleep study and he just didn't want to get the surgery. And it was just, it was too late. Like by the time I got to the hospital, he had already passed and he just never woke up. And it was just a complete shock. And at, at that time I went on medical leave, I think for six months. And saw a psychologist, um, and I wrote a lot during that time. I um, kind of traveled, and and then I mean these pieces. I mean I still get choked up and want to cry when I perform them. Um, and the other day I actually was reading our like letters back and forth to each other, and I found poems he wrote to me, and I performed poems that he wrote to me at one show, oh, and that was really. Wow. That was really hard wow. um, to get through wow. that. Wow. But I mean, he's now a piece of me. So, right. I mean, I kept. He lives on through. I that. kept his last name, and I'm going to see my mother in law in Chicago next month. I have three nice. shows lined up out there. I'm going to stay with her for a week. We're really close. Oh, wow. Um, and so I get to go see um, that part of my family out there. Awesome. So you, you're also going to be performing three shows. Can you yes. speak about that at all? So like, are they going to be the same place three times? Are you in three different areas? Are they three same type of shows or they have different themes and whatnot? There are three different shows. Um, one of the prodigal poets, Jennifer Tribule, she actually moved out there. So she'll be able to drive us to the shows. Um, and there's a lot of poets out there that I've connected with. So they're actually going to be three different uh, venues. So um, I have, oh, wow. I'll post, you can check that out on Instagram or Facebook and see where I'll be at if you're in the Chicago area. Midwest people, Midwest people. We got to get together, Midwest people. This is true. Check it out. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. You said that's going to be starting next month. So in April, you say? Yes, um, I'll be out there April 15th through the 22nd. All right. Uh, Chicago, April 15th through the 22nd. Well, I know I think I've seen some uh, flyers coming your way, but again, if people are just getting to know you tonight, you never know who's joining us, who's reached out. Because again, I never knew half the people until Annie brought me on this ship, and it's been incredible <laughs> to just meet these incredible things. Oh my God, stop. It's not about me. Again, if you started out just watching us tonight, I actually got to meet Gina last week like on Thursday at her home turf doing an open mic. And like Gina said, she's going to be in Chicago on uh, this April doing some open mics over there. Is this the first time you're performing in Chicago or have you performed out there yes. before? Nope. First time in Chicago. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Chicago is a very interesting place. Oh, yeah. How come? How come? I was, I was well, no, so, um, and my brother lives there. No, so I, I only know about Chicago because um, I had friends that used to go to um, these um, punk rock places, uh, these punk rock <laughs> spots. And, and um, for example, like one of my friends is into Rancid, Operation Ivy, and stuff like that. <laughs> Bouncy Souls is another group. And I happened to go to a Uno's over there. This is when I first heard of Uno's. And 
So whatever they they're known for the deep dish pizza, but they had th that particular one happened to have a slice. So I'm like, okay, whatever, I'm eating whatever. And the waitress comes up to me and says, "Oh, so I see you're not from here." I'm like, "What?" Like it was just so <laughs> random. And I'm like, "What do you mean I'm not from here?" Oh, because the way you eat your pizza, we don't eat pizza like that here. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like it was just so funny, but we're at the same time. Because I look around, I say, look around, you're like, what? And I was eating with a fork and a knife. And I'm just like, okay, but this is how I eat pizza. Oh, so yeah, that's a New York thing. We don't do that here. I'm like, okay. Like, I, I guess. And that was like one of the first times I encountered something like that in Chicago. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> um, thanks. But anyway, welcome. And it just walked off. And I'm just like, wait, that was so random. Like the we most random thing I've ever seen. pizza like that here. I like that. I, you know, I, you, like how do you typically eat pizza? You take a, you know, you take a little thing, you fold it, and you eat it like that. They don't do that over there. I just thought that was weird. I'm like, who, why does it matter? Like how me careful, pizza? And be careful, Gina. They might judge you on how you eat pizza out there. <laughs> yeah, I eat it with my hands. So I'm not about to get a fork and knife and eat that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my. Again, God. if you are just joining us, you can absolutely join us by requesting to uh, hop on. Uh, we do have a winner for anybody who does want to come and join us live, but it's okay. No pressure, right, Andy? No pressure for us. No pressure. Uh, no pressure, guys. It'd be really cool because I know uh, to speak, uh, ask a question, especially to have a comment would be incredible to have that format because we like that open mic format, right? Don't we, Andy? Yes, yes, indeed. So again, our wonderful Jenny's going to be doing open mics in uh, Chicago in three different venues, and there will be some poets going to see her out there. So if you're local, you should definitely do that. Why should poets try open mics? Because I got to do my first open mic. I know Andy down there is interested in doing one as well. Yeah, you know what's funny? You know what's interesting? The only time I actually been on stage was back in high school. I did it twice. And that was the only time I actually went on a stage and recited poetry and... um. And that was pretty much it. But then, like, I, I never knew what an open mic was until later, you know, obviously later in life. And I'm just like, you know, I want to go to an actual place and do an open mic. One day, one day, I think, I, I think, I say, you know what, Angie, uh, you're going to have to pick me up and we're going to have to go to Nashville and we're going to have to do the thing, like what you did, basically. Yep. I, I have to, I have to, I have to, yeah. Drive the it's just like and come on down to Nashville because I think that's exactly oh we got some more people who want to join us too down there in the chat I'm seeing it that's awesome we should get a sign up sheet uh yes oh um <laughs> yeah um Wait, so Eli was asking, how can I come on to join you? As in, like, on the live now or on the actual, um, the Nashville I, I, thing? I think we're talking about the RV trip, dude. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. If it's, yeah, so that, I guess we'll have to meet up and rearrange that somehow. Um, if you want to join now, you'll go, what was it, the bottom of the screen? I can't see it on my end. Request there should be a... Yeah, I did send an invite, but it's okay. Oh, oh. we did... Oh, wait. Oh, oh. oh, let me turn around. Hello. Where are you at? How do I turn my... How do I turn my... I like your mic. Hey, on your screen, on your screen, there is a circle button. Like, so there's a mic, a camera, oh, a there circle. We go. Yep, there you go. 
Okay. Hello. <laughs> Wait, so that means he's the winner, right? That means he's the winner of the book. Yes. Yeah, you come with a APM. Because of your participation tonight, you deserve this book from this amazing yes. poet, and especially Thanks. bringing up the Alanis Morissette uh, connection. So thank you so much for, for joining us. So do you have? Yeah. A, I, I invited you because thank you for popping on. Did you have a comment or question for Gina? Yes. Um, I, I love the fact that you talk about the, the things that hurts, the things that was struggled you going through, and how you came out of it, and not that you came out of it better than where you were but you came out of it with more wisdom and more thankfulness in your voice the way you talk and the way you carry it i love that because most people need to hear that because some people are going through mourning like i lost my parents and stuff and we feel it we we vibe with you we feel that vibe but the good thing about it is it it doesn't get better but it feels differently and you come out more more wiser more evolutional better and that's why i love that you do that and i love that you that, that she put you on the show and that she you brought that broadcast that out because we gotta we, that's what we need to hear when people going through mourning they need to hear that it, it does it doesn't get better but it gets different in a better in a good way in a better way i don't know how that's, to best wow. that. that's the that's well the, i could not have said that better myself honestly i i thank you for articulating that so incredibly well and, and that's <laughs> I really could not have said it better than myself, Andy. Andy knows me enough to know that I definitely could not say that anywhere near as well. <laughs> no, as that's said. deep. It is so <laughs> true. And I think that's what it was because, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What were you oh, going to say? Can you do me a huge favor because I hate this. Uh, can you introduce yourself? I feel like a total asshole because I'm Angela. I'm so happy you joined us. You are our winner. Everybody else, y'all lost because y'all didn't join us. <laughs> but no, um, you're getting a free copy of this book. Everybody else, please check out Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble as well. You can get this book also from Barnes & Noble. I love saying that. Um, yeah. But um, can you please introduce yourself and, and then what like brought okay. you here tonight? I know you might know some of us, but like what brought you here tonight? And then, of course, let's continue talking with our uh, wonderful poet, Gina. Okay, um, I'm Alihio Abram. I, I did fashion modeling, and now I'm doing um, life modeling. And, um, you know, li living, living, he, he was on your show last time. That's mm -hmm. who I, that's who I'm a follower of, him. And oh, so, okay. yes, yeah. so yeah, great. And so, um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad we had connected you to us. Well, all of us, yeah. and has a part of it too, of course. Cool. And what was, you, what was the second question you asked me to, to do? Oh, my name. Um, yeah, so like, Alihio Yes, I think you just did it. Because again, I don't like to talk to people. I'm not know who I'm like, referring, <laughs> referring to. You know, I feel like I don't want to feel like a jerk. Because thank you for joining us. Yes. And uh, so, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I love the art. The art that's that what got me into it because the art is so beautiful. I love the, the acrylic colors because um I get I, I collaborate with artists, really talented artists, and they do draw, drawings of me. And so I love I love the the, the art the, the the feel of it. It's so great. Yeah. I'm surprised. That means so much. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't know Alanis Morissette. What, what you, was you like born in? Was you born in the '90s or the 2000s? No, I love Alanis Morissette. I've oh, so you it. know? I just said I want to go back and listen to that. Jagged little pale that you're talking about. Oh yeah, yes. Because um, in, in her video, she did this the way she the way she wrote back then. She did this where she would say a word, and then in the in the music video, she, she, in the video, she would show a different side of her, and people were like, oh my goodness, that is a different way of thinking. I never thought of it like that. Like when she was in the car and she's playing different characters in the car, and she committed, and I was like amazed by that whole entire thing. It was just like and the way she wrote back then, but now she she like um. What's that other singer? Um, Sarah McLaughlin. 
how they ev- oh, Sarah McLaughlin. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm I remember old. Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm, I'm only 37. I'm going to be 38. But all those people that, to me, that that's back in my day, too. So I know, like, they know it's funny because music, especially that type of music from that time, that actually got me through life. Because I was sheltered growing up for most of my life. So music was the thing that got me through it. And those names, that really, you bringing it back for me. So thank you for that. Because it helps <laughs> you appreciate yeah. the now, if that makes sense. And it's so true. And, I, and one thing I wanted to elaborate on what you said earlier was the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, you have these situations that that you went through and it, it made you wiser. It made you more um to understand better to discern better in a way that, yes, it made me stronger, it made me better, it, made, it helped me understand myself. Who I was before is not who I am today, but it helped me understand the, the road I went to to get to this place. And it's like you said, not a lot of people can really pretty much break that, um, that, that mold. Um, I think the best way to describe it is, you know how you're in a tunnel, so with a tunnel, the, 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 the light in that tunnel, you see it, but it's so, so thin. But the, but the more... You you would break you start to channel that the the bigger the hole gets and it's like okay you know I got out of this this place but it's it, like when you're in it it does it seems hopeless but when and you're and out you, of you it, it's said like, this Ooh. you said it and both um Elijah Abraham said it as well um you, Gina commits she commits to the emotion not just in the words but when you read them on the page which you know we're gonna get into another piece and you can stay on with us for this one. And then, because um, I think that we should hear another piece here, and we'll all talk about this. Because, yeah, she commits to this feeling, um, whatever the feeling is. And I guess, again, our guest right here in the corner said it best with, it doesn't get better, but it changes in a different way. And that's why we love having artists like Gina really just being out there and showcasing their work. So, again, um, with Gina's permission, I'm going to read another piece from Kaleidoscope. Um, Gina, would you prefer in the end or blood relation? Oh, let's do in the end. All right. Okay, <laughs> this is on page 22. If you have it and you're going to be having this, Elijah Abraham, you're going to be getting this, your copy. We'll get your um, info later on. Uh, we'll have the, uh, our, 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 what's the team? I had a research team earlier. And what's the other team? Our production research team. Research team. Oh, oh the God. Team. Okay, but the production team will get to you behind the scenes. <laughs> All right, but if you have the book um, at home, and if you don't have the book, get it. You can get it on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com, because again, this woman is fantastic. Um, it's called In the End. And of course, I won't do this as much justice as our darling uh, poet, but I'm going to do my best. And then we'll talk about um, where this came from, all our connections and all that. In the end. All the kisses I gave with my eyes closed so tight, I take them all back. For you do not deserve them. You do not deserve me. You deserve a half-dressed worldly girl who has no respect for herself, you see. You said you would never hurt me. Well, I'm hurt deeper than any earthly human being could ever imagine. To think I let you get close. Why was I so vulnerable? Why did I tell you so much? Words you should not have heard. Skin you should not have felt. In the end, the only one losing out is you. I trusted your lies was burnt by your touch. Why did I love you so much? I shouldn't have agreed to ever be your girl when I didn't know you or your world. The only one being fooled is yourself out of all the ones you will ever find. 
None of them will ever compare to what you had here. Love will never, love you will never find, for you have lost one of a kind. That's wow. Because she's fucking one of a kind right here, putting out fucking poems like this, words like this, and she performed that probably, you know, she performed it way better than I ever did any time in the day of the week. But again, one of a fucking kind. So what do you guys think about that one? One of a fucking to kind. To me, I, I, it's interesting, like, when I, as you're reading that, one thing came to mind, and I think I've learned this lesson the hard way in life, it's it's it, when we don't realize it, it's so possible to give our hearts to the wrong things or to the wrong people, right? Because the people you think you can trust or the things you think you could trust in your life are the same things that hurt you that way. And then it's like, damn, but all I ever did was devoted myself to you, you know, whatever, whether it's a friendship or just a, a you know, whatever it is, whether it's a friendship or relationship, you know, because the different types of relationships that exist in this life. Um, it's interesting how we can give ourselves to the wrong things and wrong people, and it's just like, but then when things hit sour, it seems like, wait, but what happened now? Where did it all go wrong? And then we start asking ourselves these questions, and I like the fact that, you know, you you didn't stay in that. Why? Rather, you was like, you know what? But that's your loss, not mine. That's how I took that, and I think that's what I love about that piece because. This is your loss. This is your fault. Because, yeah, maybe I did things or you did things. But at the end of the day, no matter how much I tried to make this work, mm-hmm. if you don't want to make this work with, you, with me, then guess what? Then you can leave. It's like, you know what? Fine. Then that's your loss. Because I'm the best friend you could have had. But you, so you, you decided to neglect that, you know? And, that, again, it's, it's and one thing I've learned, too, is I could lose three friends but i know i'm gonna make 10 more later on like that's the that, that's how i see it now before i used to be like oh damn but i don't want to lose this friend because i didn't like losing people but mm-hmm. i had to learn that you know what life goes on well, did you have a, a thought anything Elijah yeah, yeah um, my thought was um basically what he said it was it was really really captivating it's like at the time you think you know what i'm you you, you see you in a friend of you see a loss but you don't realize later on as you go through that loss you realize you know what? I really didn't lose anything. The person that walked away from me was just not at that maturity that I am at. And they walked away because it was time for me to let them go. We're going two different paths. And it was kind of good because now I can let, I, I've already accomplished, I already accomplished enough with them that now it's time for me to keep doing me and let them do the, let them do you. Cause we all walk through different shoes and we can't always walk the exact same path, but we all got a training, a lesson to learn. Oh wow, gosh, that's pretty well. Wow, that's the see, because yeah. biblically speaking, it's like they 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 um in the Bible they they um they relate to times in life to seasons. And they 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 say that a lot in the Bible, where it's like there's certain seasons in our life. Like we all fall through different seasons. People call it phases, but the biblically they call it seasons. So it's like at one season some things worked, but then there's gonna come to a, another season where you're gonna go to a transitional phase where it prepares you for the following season that like in this case you know god has set for you type thing and it's like that's why um one verse of the bible says when i was a child i speak like a child reason like a child and speak like a child but then when i became a man I set aside childish ways, and what he's, what they're saying there is, it's not. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the analogy, yeah. When you're a child, you get older, you gotta get away from those things. But what they're saying is, there's certain things in that time in my life that worked, but then it's gonna come to a point in my life that 
those things, I can't think that way. I can't speak like that anymore. I can't reason like that. I can't understand things like that no more. And I have to be willing to grow in that season to transition to where I need to be. Like that's, that's. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, good. Cause I actually want to say, Gino, did you have anything left? Oh, for okay. Uh, he, oh, he, okay. I didn't. Well, I was going oh, okay. to ask him probably have him get jump off anyway so unfortunately i was gonna say did you have anything for him before we got into your thoughts on this Tina? well did you have any comments for him even though he already left oh i just wanted to say thank you so much for everything you said that really warms my heart um and i feel as that me talking about everything I went through, that really helps me and you you andy were asking why do i do open mics the open mics um I mean, it's therapeutic, it's stress relieving. Also, when I get off the stage, I'm, it's also addictive. It's a high, like I'm on a high, like it's just exhilarating the rest of the night. And also I step off stage, I network and connect with other people. And then when they come up to me and they're just like, I went through that too. My fiance I that too. I just beat cancer too. I went through domestic violence. I've been through abusive relationships and you don't feel alone. You're like, wow, I'm not alone anymore. And I've keeping everything inside just really, um, it isolates you. It hurts you. It does you damage. And I believe, um, the abuse and the trauma I went through my life made me have cancer and um, I'm five years cancer free now um, because I only, thank you. I only have positivity around me. I don't have any drama and stress around me. Um, and I'm actually talking about everything I went through and now I'm healthy. And so I believe everything I'm doing now, I'm going to keep doing that because that's what's keeping me healthy. And I can trust what? you, Andy. Andy, hold on. Yeah. I trust you, I, when I was there in Nashville, there was this amazing uh, woman who was also there who talked about, you know, because of Gina, she's thinking about getting back up on the stage, getting back up on the mic. She did. She was a participant. I mean, she wasn't. She was on the mic per se, but she was a participant that night. It was pretty awesome. But yeah, mm -hmm. she's like, thank you for your story, because again, she's not wrong. These people, they really, we do feel like we need to have somebody share stories that connect us and I, I absolutely Gina's absolutely right Andy you were saying no 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 I was um you pretty much just like nailed the you know put the nail in the coffin but I guess to add on to it is the fact that um you know again the fact that you can look back in life today and say yeah I survived this I got through this and this made me better than who you know, this got me, uh, let me phrase that, this put me in a place where positivity is all around me, where there's people, unfortunately, you know, have gone into a situation where sometimes they just stay there. I'll give an example. I remember my dad, when his mom passed away, it took him maybe 20 plus years for him to really get over that, even until the day he died. It, 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 I, think, I think the unfortunate circumstance with that is the fact that it, it sucked that I had to take my dad having cancer in order for my family to reconcile the differences rather than sooner than later type situation. So even though, you know, yeah, they, they, they worked out their problems, but it sucked that they had, it had to take that moment in order for them to really, really fix the issues. And the fact that the amount of time that it took to get to that place. And I love the fact that you were there, but you didn't stay there. Like, like you found your way, you navigated your way to be where you're at today. And that journey is hard. That is not an easy journey to go. What's up, TC? Welcome. Um, 
So at the end of the day, that's why people who don't who feel hopeless, they hear this story, they hear your words, and it's like, you know what? If 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 you if Gina got through this, then guess what? Then I that gives me hope to know that I could get through this too. It's just so it's not how long it takes. I think that's the problem. We focus too much on how long something takes rather than trusting the process to get to where we want to go to if that makes sense definitely absolutely um so please 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 because we had a, a bunch of uh new friends join us do you have another piece ready to perform for us because we need to have another gina because I, I mean we're hearing your words but we're not doing it justice it, when it spits <laughs> out of your mouth um, after this, and then please, we want to see if any other friends want to pull us onto the stage and join us and in conversation with Gina. We had uh, Elijah Abraham with us. He, they are the winner of our first, uh, well, second giveaway. They're going to be getting this book again, Kaleidoscope uh, from Gina, which you can get on Amazon. And there's other a collaboration between her and another poet and some other ones as well. But do you have another one that we could hear from you, Gina? We yes. Know, we you know, I knew the answer was going to be yes, everybody. I just wanted to set her up. <laughs> um, I'm going to do one of my new pieces that I just read this week. Um, called Exclusive Ghosts. Andy. Ghosts. There are ghosts all around me. If I move, they will follow me. Sitting on the trunk, yelling, waking me up. In the doorway, brooding, sly eyes filled with despise, tracing anxiety in cracks inside the walls. Evil lingers, echoes of traumatic name calls. Time wasted, slipped through my trembling fingers. PTSD night terrors, deep breathing to wish them away. Wanting only the good memories to stay. Unfortunately, that's not the way. Life works out differently for some. Given lemons, juice squirted in my eye. It stung me. I just wanted to make lemonade. Got acid instead. It burned me. Sometimes I thought, would the pain stop if I were dead? I decided to live through it instead. Soul wasted away right down to the bone. It was hard to regrow, finally create my own home. This is myself now, living finally free. There are still ghosts following me. Wow. You know what? And that all aligns with what we've been talking about this whole time. Um, it's interesting because um, um, I'm not going to recite anything, obviously. I'm not going to recite any of my stuff. But I, I just wrote a piece that talks about spirits where there's certain spirits in my life that um, even though I don't struggle with that area of my life anymore, but that the spirit of that bad habit or the spirit of that thing sometimes tries to linger, like kind of like when you're peeping through the window type thing, like, come on, is he going to cave in again? Is he going to come on? Like, like, you know, you miss me kind of thing, but it's like, you know, you got to tell yourself, no, I'm not like that anymore. I need you to leave type thing. And it's so interesting. You you read your piece, and that's exactly what I thought about. And it's like there's that ghost that tries to linger to be like to see, hey, come on, you gotta come back to me. No, I don't want to come back to you because I'm done with you. This is not. I'm done. Like I ain't fucking with you no more. Like I'm I'm in a better place now. I'm not I'm not putting myself back to that hole that put me there in the first place. No. So I love I love that. I love that. Wow. Ow. <laughs> I so you like, just wrote like, that this week, though. So what, what yes. brought that inspiration that to write that? A day ago. Um, when I wake 
I woke up in the morning. A lot of time I have nightmares and I have night terrors. I wake up in the morning and first thing oh, wow. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be out of my abusive relationship. Um, so in this case, I wake up and go, the ghost I'm talking about um, in this house is because I've had multiple abusive relationships in this house, which sometimes I think about moving, but then I'm like, the ghosts are going to follow me because they're not in the house they're in my mind so it's the ptsd the mm. trauma the stockholm Do syndrome feel, i went yeah through. sorry I and i am that's I mean, very interesting i yeah. imagine i imagine this different situations not imagine i recollect mm -hmm, the imagery mm -hmm. of what i went through um and that's why i wrote this piece to kind of just put into words what i was feeling um, and this is a reason why I don't, I re really don't have anyone over my house ever. It's kind of like mm -hmm. my safe haven and I really have to get to know someone before mm -hmm. I allow them into my space now because I'm very protective of it because of what I went through. Wow. So uh, wow. I do have a few couple of questions because I'm, I, again, I know this is definitely part of a lot of your, we are so grateful that you share this part of your side because it's it drives the artistry and again we talk about how we take things that are painful and we over not overcome them but if we can twist them into something that we we are allowed to turn into artwork and people are able to also pull from and and it almost gives it a purposeful thing again just to take something so horrible and to bring it something beauty you know i, I love a dark beauty i think you know the goth etiquette you know the goth aesthetic but do you think that some of like there do you think ptsd is driven because of it being the same place i mean i i was in a situation where my uh my significant other was driven by PTSD, childhood um, abuse situations. So things would trigger a PTS mm. response. And it's very, it was very deliberating, uh, not deliberating, de debilitating. <laughs> I wish it was uh, liberating and then we were able to overcome it. But unfortunately we were not, but, um, but you're saying you also feel very safe there. So it might not necessarily be a PTSD mm -hmm. situation. So I, I don't want to be inappropriate with that question, but do you feel like have you changed the house enough where you're you it's your safe space and it's not a PT or you're saying because PTSD will always be with you no matter where you go? Yeah, I think it's um, something that's going to stay with me. Um, I put myself through um, therapy. I started therapy four years ago with um, mm -hmm. Bridges of Williamson County for domestic violence. Also, I've been through Al-Anon and Codependence Anonymous. So I really kind of... Um, knew I had to change like the type of men I was dating mm -hmm. and I had to build um build up my self-esteem I had to create boundaries I had to work on self-care and self-love so I realized um that I need to work on myself like what can I do so I don't keep getting into unhealthy toxic relationships so I am still going to therapy every week and they really helped me but I look at it as um an addiction I was addicted to unhealthy, toxic relationships because mm. of the chaotic family life I had growing up. And so it's familiar. that's why I continue to get safe. go to it, therapy because yeah. I don't want to yeah. regress. I don't want to relapse. I love my life now. I'm living my dreams and I want to keep doing that. Wow. And as somebody who saw you, in, and I'm going to say, I saw you in your fucking element. I, you are living a fucking dream and it's incredible to see you because... 
to hear your, I mean, it's not there in your voice, but to hear the heaviness in some of your words and, and the way you perform, you obviously had overcome some very serious fucking, well, I mean, fuck, you're a widow, you fucking came over, got over cancer, I mean, you're fighting for your fucking life and you're a fucking survivor. I mean, there's really nothing more than fucking surviving your, for your fucking life. So to see you today, I mean, I'm just so fucking- Like you're living proof you're, of survival, yeah, basically. I'm so fucking honored that you're here talking to us today. Cause again, it's not, I do, she is not making this shit up. I mean, it's not that she, anybody think that you were, but people no, really are honest I know what you mean. Too. You really have a, a way about you that is so fucking honorable to be in your presence because you have really just, again, you're in your fucking element. And I love the fact that I was able to fucking meet you. And again, if you have not, if you're in the area of Nashville, please check this woman out. She's all over the place because she's part of the prodigal poets. And it's not just in fucking Nashville. They have hotspots all over the state. She's going to be in fucking yeah. Chicago in April, April 12th through the 15th, three different places. If you're in the Midwest, I mean, we got three different days. You got to meet this fucking woman. I mean, she fucking is really helping people. That's living really proof right here. Yeah. Because again, yeah, that, have, nah, that's living proof of survival right the there. That's, well, um, how is the other artwork too, Gina? You got the yes. other one. Yeah. So again, she, has, she does her own artwork and it's acrylic and it's beautiful. It's not, She's she's she claims to be dark, but look at the beautiful beautiful color. <laughs> My art isn't dark. It's very Our colorful. art is not dark. It, it kind of reminds me. It contradicts itself. Like Lisa Frank, it's super yes. bright. Mm. Oh my god, Lisa Frank! Yes, Lisa wow. Frank. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, oh my gosh. So and again. She, I love the fact too that we're bringing it back to the community. So not only do we heal ourselves and know that we had to heal ourselves and really do the work. And the work's not done. The work's never done. We all know people who have talked about struggles. The work is every fucking day. And you're doing it. But because you've overcome that tipping point, every day is a little bit easier, right? Would you say it's easier? Or do you think some days are so hard? Because again, we fucking deal with nightmares and night terrors. And sometimes we dream of people that we can't snuggle next to anymore. So you're but you're every day's better like because you're fucking rocking it because you are living every yeah. day in the now is that what you would say is like that's the real philosophy like again it's the new year's eve post andy no more shitty years gina yeah. you're going for a big go big and go home and it's, it, it's it, everything you guys are saying is so true you know what's funny i used to like uh, i'm gonna say a year and a half right uh, my dad's been passed away for almost five years now right so a year and a half obviously my mom's doing her thing I used to get annoyed or I used to get very critical of my mom because there's certain things she had left them the way he left them, I guess, if that makes sense. And, you know, I would have conversations with my sister and, you know, I used to get into these little, not arguments, but kind of like, oh, but why are you being like that? Why are you thinking like that? And I think like what it is too, it's not on purpose. Rather, it's like, you know, I don't want my mom to get to a place that my father got to when he was moaning over his mom, where for 20, 30 plus years, he's just mourning over that and not talking about it. And and one thing I, I talk about a lot in my lives and in my any conversation is, you know, growing up in a Hispanic household where especially the anything within the 1950s and all that, you know, the 1950s Puerto Ricans and they don't talk about this kind of stuff. It was forbidden to talk about that. And then my emotions, my brother, my sister, our emotions were not allowed to be expressed. We were not allowed to express, you know, 
pretty much speak our mind until now. And this is also part of the reason why I decided to create this space for all of us too. But it's just, it's hard. And it's like, I always wonder like, mom, you say you're okay. You're not okay, mom. Like, you know what I mean? I remember my sister would say, hey, mom, why don't you go to therapy? I'll pay for it. And my mom would have responses like this. Just because you could do it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to show up. And I'm just like, oh my God. But then it's like, I hear you guys, especially Gina. And it's just like, it helps me understand more where it's like, okay, I don't, I hope, even though my heart's in the right, place but i hope i don't come off insensitive because that's not my intention but i didn't realize i was coming out insensitive and i'm like mom you know what i'm sorry for that you know but i like like it just Gina, we never could get speak to, on that? Be, wait like, so Gina, like, yeah. sorry to cut you off with that Cause, cause no, no, my, with having somebody okay. who was an alcoholic did you guys have a similar experience too gina uh, to connect with andy's story wait wait, oh, wait wait i'm sorry you're asking me or you're asking her i'm confused I'm asking Gina because I, I was curious as to how, because um, you're talking about how you could not speak on certain emotions. I know that, and we've talked about that in the past. Right. Sure. Did you yeah, because my dad used to drink a lot too. Uh -huh. My dad used to drink a lot too, low. But go go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, with that, my dad would, well, he would deny that he had a problem. Okay. Um, okay. In the very end, um, he was going to, rehab and I would go to AA with him but um it was hard not to try like walk the line of enabling because I mean the only time I could see him would be when he was at the bar you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I wouldn't want to not see him because he was at the bar so yeah I would go to the bar with him and know he was drinking but I mean I couldn't control what he was doing um right. and how so old that was you like are you of age I was, at that time or was this young, um, yeah, you I was, younger he passed when I was um, 25, so I was okay. in my 20s. So um, you were still go to see him. You would you would hang out with him there because again, you wanted to have the time together. So you guys never really spoke on some of those feelings until later, because I know you said you went through the Al-Anon and all that as well. Right, but he didn't really talk about his emotions. Um, and with being with someone who's an alcoholic. Um, it's mm -hmm. kind of like the highs and lows of being with someone who's bipolar. Um, so I feel like that really um, made me be attracted to bad boys and men who were, um, wow. I mean, bipolar, okay. had depression or had anger problems because I was used to being treated that way with what I went through with my dad. You know, it's interesting. Interesting though, you said that, and I feel like that's what my sister went through. Um, I remember years ago, my sister and I had this conversation because, you know, and you said about your father, uh, when my dad, um, you know, again, like he used to, because he used to play baseball too, the old timers league, so he would come home drunk, or let's say, whenever he was depressed, he would get drunk, and my mom pretty much had to deal with that, and me being the youngest of three, and I'm like, okay, I, I didn't understand what was going on, pretty much. And it's interesting how years later, I remember my sister and I had this conversation years later, how her first and second boyfriend, which is both her baby daddies, it, it were alcoholics. And it's just interesting how it, what it all comes down to, these are generational curses we kind of have to break. I guess that bondage, we have to just break that so we don't carry that on. But it's... It, it, but what happens when we don't know it's going that direction until later? And I think what you just said made sense where, you know, because you were around your dad, I guess something about that essence um, 
made you attractive to these people that way. So um, I guess in your opinion, why do you believe that is? In your, in your honest that there's no right or wrong answer, but like in your opinion, why do you think that is? Um, because you, from, well, research and studies that I've read, um, also my mom was even said that, well, you're dating men that are like your father, like personality types of my father. Um, but I, it feels more comfortable, the highs and lows and having that chaos, um, and that drama and stress, unhealthy, the toxic relationships, you were used to that. And so I wasn't attracted to the good guys because I felt that they were boring. I wanted excitement, you know, mm -hmm. um, but now that I've gotten healthier with me changing my type and going to therapy and working on myself, now I want um, a totally different type of person for my life and someone that who brings me positivity and is um, really emotionally available and good on communication mm -hmm. and all of these things. No, and, and, yeah, no, no. And I think that's what it all comes down to. It's, it's, it's finding that piece. Uh, I think about like a puzzle. So it's finding that piece that fits because just because a puzzle, you, you ever, you ever, you, oh God. Okay. Wow. Andy, English. No. So it, it's like a puzzle. Yeah. So you know how sometimes you find two pieces that look very similar. So even though they look like a fit, doesn't mean it really fits there. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. Yes. English. Um, Andy, please but, uh, take, um, take over. Absolutely. Please. No worries. I'll pick up the mic, Andy. Because Gina, I absolutely. I think you did a very uh, well thought out explain uh, the fact that she brought up there are psychological studies that she's not just making this shit up. Um, but again, absolutely. Um, what we have uh, been raised with is something that we know. Again, Andy, like we talk about this all the time. You only know what you know. You know nothing else. So if people don't know who you are, they're never going to reach your work. And that's why we're talking to Gina tonight. And thank you for everybody who's joining us. We're talking about real deep shit right now, going into therapeutic stuff. But that's how it always goes with us, Andy. Because that's what our writing is. It's real fucking shit. Um, and... Yeah, absolutely. What we are comfortable comfortable with is what we kind of, and we think we're seeking something completely different, but it ends up being exactly the same situation that you're in. Um, and absolutely, a lot of us are talking about therapy being super important. And our darling Gina has definitely been a proponent of like, I've been through some stuff and uh -huh. therapy's important. She talked about being a child of somebody who's an alcoholic and how Al-Anon and some other programs have been very helpful. What was really helpful as far as, because again, Gina is living her best moment right now, but if you didn't join us earlier, we had Elijah Abraham join us. We were a four square, so please don't be shy. Request to join. We welcome Yeah, if you have you. any questions or comments or anything you want to say, you can definitely request to join in and Angela, the host, uh, could, um, I can you know. I can bring it in. Um, oh, it is yeah, I'm putting you on the spot, Angela. It. Put me on the spot, but it really wouldn't no, put in the spotlight on no, you. because I, I know deep down inside, you know, you get, you know, nervous and anxiety. I'm, I'm trying to help you and Leon break out of your shell. Like, that's the perk. <laughs> at the end of the day, nothing, like, if, if it gets to a point where, okay, it is just you and I can step back and I'm good. Like, I don't mind stepping back just so you guys can do your thing. That's the way I see it. And that's the way it should be. It shouldn't always be Andy, Andy, or Angela, Angela, or whatever. It should be all of us. Well, it's... it's all about the community because that's who we were talking about today and if you're just joining us we are talking to gina carrillo 
Um, we gave away already a book tonight, so sorry you didn't join us early enough to get the free copy, but you can definitely already get the first uh, book, Kaleidoscope, which is a collection of work from age 14 till about two years ago when this thing was published. Although, can you please talk about the other book? Because we got two other books we're talking about. One is a yes. collaboration. Hold it up. Hold it up. This is Poet United. This is um, Eric Shellman um, and my anthology book. It has 51 poets from around the world in it. Woo! Check it out on Amazon as well. Okay. And then you have a third book, but it's really your second collection of work, right? That you yes. have coming out? I'm working out? on Stained Glass Mosaics of Light that will have more poetry, also have art in it as well. Um, so I am working on putting that together. Oh, also, snap. Andy, don't, we got, we also, we have not come up with anything. We have not done our, oh, our schoolwork. Yes. We need a quote for the day. You get another for the day through a week. We have a quote coming up on Monday. We need a quote, friends, out there. A yes. Quote. Um, can you read the last week's quote one more time for everybody? Because I know we got yes. some real awesome people in the chat tonight that can help us come up with a quote because what's the way, tell them again. If they're just joining us, what happens every Monday? Uh, so every Monday. Uh, uh, Monday, I put out a weekly flippant quote. Um, so the one this week was, um, struggles themselves do not create karma or determine the way that you will evolve, only your responses to them. So we're trying to come nice. up with a quote, another quote. Um, like the week before that, that quote was, let these pages show with my heart I throw all I wanted you to know. So just something wow. cute, kind of like a fortune cookie, but a little longer and a little more sarcastic. We don't, we don't need fortune cookies when we have Gina. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so can I ask a serious question though? I had a fortune cookie the other day and it did not. Yeah! <laughs> All right. Hey, yeah, I got power now. So, George, I had a fortune cookie without a fortune in it. Am I fucked? I, am, I, am I, is that bad luck? Because I had a fortune oh, cookie no. no paper in it. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know much about that, but um, with my ex, uh, I, I had gotten um, a bag of misfortune cookies. <laughs> oh, damn. And every once in a while, when we have Chinese, I'd switch it out. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> right. so, so I guess you're saying no fortune is better than a misfortune. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll take it, George. I'll take it, George. Thank you for joining <laughs> us, by the way. Oh, no uh, problem. I finally got I just 20 minutes ago, got my power back on. Nice. Been out since nice. Hey, I've got the. I've had been staying warm by the fireplace. Nice. What happened? Why was the power out? Oh, uh, we had severe wind windstorms. Oh. Where are you Sorry. at? Coming from? Uh, I'm in oh, town. I'm in town right now. I'm out of town, so yep. I'm not dealing with that. Down in the Gulf Shores tonight. Well, I'll be know, making I, my way back up soon. You know, my gener you know my generator kicked on, but I ended up turning it off because I'm like, you know, uh, natural gas costs so much right now. So, you know, I was able to get part of my power back on. So I have extension cords running all over the place. Oh, but, um, do you power have a company. quote for us? Oh, well, I, I gave one to Andy a little earlier, you know, that um, life's a game and the cards are marked. 
Wait, say, wait. And the cards are marked. Oh. Life's a game. Oh, yeah, you're start. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You did. You did. Yeah, and I the responded game. to that. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. The cards God. are marked. Okay. So I think we can come up with a second part of that to really kick it oh, off. Oh, um. All right, real yeah. quick. Um, I want to respond to the comments, and I feel bad. Um, Black Widow, you have people hitting you up, um, saying, "Hey, sis, blue oh. locust emulation, um, yes. poetry scumbag, violets flowers boutique, hey, Kurt. oh violets, uh, Damien Fitness, uh, Edward Racy's here, um, C S of C." C Stacy three 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 four four zero here. Um, just giving a shout out. Um, um, Diary of Jane. How are you? Uh, for those who are just joining in, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to this live. We are having a live interview with um, Black Widow poet, but also like open mic stuff. You guys want to pop in and ask some questions and here and there. That's also you know the whole thing. Q and A. We had. Um, Eli come in earlier and won a free book. Show the book. Kaleidoscope book. Angela. I'm sorry. Show the book. I was looking. <laughs> <laughs> so we're cool. doing we're, we're gonna slowly start transitioning into doing giveaways and stuff like that. So this is like the second giveaway we've done already in our lives. So winner. But uh and we have the start of our quote for the for hopefully our friend Gina for Monday. Life's a game, but the cards are marked. So I was going into one of my my uh I go to I have two references I always go to other than hearing my own work. I like Rhyme Zone, and I love Power Thesaurus. So I was heading over to Rhyme Zone. So sorry guys, <laughs> heading over to Rhyme Zone. But um, Jordan, that we have you. Do you have any like what have uh. Like, what about our amazing poetess have you really responded to tonight hearing her work? Because you've been with us for a little bit. Even though you had no power, you've been entertained by us. So what about this amazing artist are we just so enamored by? Because I know I I'm enamored the energy by she it. brings to it. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a mixture of a little bit of, you know, darkness with some pep to it. So you got, <laughs> you know, some high-powered pep with, with darkness. And it's like, wow, that, that really kicks off. <laughs> it's not, Thank not you. just that. I don't know if everybody is familiar because I might not have necessarily been this familiar except I was there live. And that was my darling Gina has a sign off. So wow. that means she, she has an actual sign off about her uh, Black Widow style poet as a woman, as a poet. She's got her own sign off, like her own theme song. Andy. <laughs> We need to get our own theme song. Um, this is true. Yeah, one day. Right now, can we drop it? Like that again? Now we're we're not ending it tonight, so we might make you do it this twice. But I need to. I we need to think about having our own little sign off. Well, no, you know what's funny? It's funny. I used to um, as far as the theme song goes, um, I was I'm a big wrestling fanatic. So when I used to create a rest, um, at least on the older Xbox 360, you could use a playlist and and put your own playlist in the game so you could come out to it. And I used to do, I used to play this um, Foo Fighter song. It's one of those B-sides that never really made it to the album. I love B-side music for some reason. And they have a song called FFL, which means Fat Fucking Lie. And I felt like the way this song 
is because it starts with radiant fire and then he starts singing whatever and i'm just like that that's my theme song but that's a whole different thing i don't know i might bring it back now since gina got a theme song now i gotta, I gotta get i gotta use the theme song now well you gotta because <laughs> this was fucking awesome live and, uh, and then i actually do have a second question actually let's hear the question first uh because i that's how i'm playing i'm the one steering the ship tonight andy right so um oh when we did the open mic <laughs> Some of us were on the stage, and some of y'all were on the floor. And Gina, you were on the floor. What, and you said that you prefer being on the floor because you like to have more of that interaction. Is, is, do you prefer being on a floor when you perform poetry versus being higher up on a stage? Or does it matter to you? I prefer being on the floor and um, either having um, just the the one mic in the hand walking around or just not having a mic because I feel like once you're once you get in people's space get closer to them it's more intimate um they can hear you more you can make more eye contact um and be closer to them and I just yeah I like that better than being just further away and sometimes those lights I hate it when the lights are on and so when I'm looking out on the audience all I see are black figures so I can't see your face or your eye contact or your expressions so i don't like that that's why i like getting closer makes sense yeah makes it's sense there's a form cool. of intimacy there when you do that that makes sense i get you because frizzy really got intimate with the other uh mm -hmm. guests he really he does a really great job of interacting with the audience like and he captivates you he comes right <laughs> up to you like, he did uh, it like a comedy show it's like almost like a comedy show you don't want to sit in the front row but oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so incredible. But again, Black Widow Poet has an amazing kickoff. Let's drop, we're not dropping the mic and signing off, but we're dropping the mic to talk about signing off. This is incredible. So let's Word. Um, Lost in Between String says, this is what I wanted to talk to you about oh, Gina. So that's Jeff. He actually created uh, amazing music for one of my pieces. He's a brilliant musician. So check out. Do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna pop in and say a few things? Yes. Um, this is open mic. I did send an can. invitation. I did send an invitation in. So hopefully um it works out perfectly fine. I know uh we've been trying to catch up, but the time uh, zones, you know, um are try one more time. They might not be able to, but I'm so happy that they were able to join and at least see us. Nope, they decline. No big deal. Maybe not ready to come on. It's okay. Wasn't prepared. It's okay. Yeah, we no. understand. So you said that Jeff was able to create music for you for your performances. Is that what you said? Versus how big sin. Hello. Yes, he's created a few pieces that went um with my poetry. So yeah, check check out his stuff. But um yeah, let me do my sign off. Sign off. Well, it's my it's my little piece called Black Widow, and I do it after um some of my pieces before i leave the they stage requested, they requested this they requested it it was, it was that yeah i, I did, didn't do it i walked off the stage and he was like come back and do your sign off you get back up here <laughs> angela's here she's got to see this so i said is it because i'm a widow forever is it because of my broken heart 
Is it because of my love of spiders, remembering Esmeralda, my pet? I've named all the ones I've met. My poetry may be dark at times, but there's a lot of love in these lines. Sometimes in the darkness, you see flashes of red or black. Not all are waiting to attack. Remember this if you see one out the window. This is why they call me Black Widow. Yeah, buddy. Nice. I love where that. Where did come from? Where did you come up with this? I mean, first of all, it's incredible, but where did you come <laughs> up with this? Like, when was like, I got to do this, this is it, this is what I need to do, because it's part of you, for sure. Well, a lot of people ask me why my stage name is Black Widow. You know, um, is it because I like um, the Avengers or superheroes, you know? Um, and I'm like, well, it's because I am a wit I'm an actual widow, and I'm a dark artist. And I love spiders. So there's these three reason, three main reasons why my stage name is Black Widow. I also, red and black are like my favorite colors. I'm always in mm -hmm. red and black. So there's multiple reasons. So that's why I have that piece. So at the end, um, before I get off the stage, people know my name and why I'm called that. Nice. Yeah, I see, awesome. like, I see like a, yeah. Wow. It's that awesome. It's amazing. Cause it's like, again, like there's a story behind the name, the situation, the thing right there, that there's a story behind that. I love that so much. Like, that is so awesome. Again, you are proof of survival. Like I said before, this is proof right here. And again, like, I, I pray that, you know, this is definitely inspiration for others who feel hopeless. And look, this is living proof right here of survival and, and all things are possible. We just have to trust the process. And know that it's good. We're gonna get there because the process is hard. You know, once we progress, then it's like, okay, great, we're getting somewhere. But we have to trust that the process to progress, it, it, it we have to trust it. You know, and it's hard. It's hard to trust that sometimes. You know, because like when everything else starts weighing you down, it's 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 hard to really have hope and believe that it's actually gonna work out. You know, so again, this, this is living proof right here. Thank you. Um, how long are you guys live for? Um, I would say another 10, 15 minutes because I, I had to start putting my son to bed. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're about to hit the two-hour mark. We're probably closing another two-hour mark. but Because uh, normally we do hit up on a Friday at 9, uh, nine but we were actually thinking about moving it to 10 or even later because it seems like people... Yeah, because that's when people more... Yeah, oh, God. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk again, more about that, like, as the time comes. So yeah. gracious that, Gina, you were able to meet with us at all. I mean, I wasn't available for the first, you know, recorded live, but we're so happy to have you any time of the day, any time of the hour. We'd have a tea with you at noon, whenever, whenever you were available. <laughs> um, but again, if you are just joining us with our last few minutes that we're going to be wrapping things up with Gina for the next 15 to 20 minutes, um, we are still working on a quote. Um, for Gina for Monday, and we have a start of it. Life's a game, but the cards are marked. And I've added a little more to it. But whenever it's my turn, watch out. And I, I think we need something, something, something sparked or something, something, something. It pocket marked. Those are, I, I'm thinking, it might, I don't know. Uh, there are some slant rhymes that could work. A corked, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Corked and forked with with Mark, but that's, those are slant rhymes. Those almost right. I don't. I don't know. Sparked is what marked and sparked is what I got. I don't know. Whenever it's my, my turn or something like that, because again, something snarky, powerful, something with you being in charge, Gina. <laughs> you know, 
So put a little powerful twist on that. I don't know. Andy, what do you think? How you doing? Yeah, no, I, I get you. <laughs> Yo, so come on, Gina, share us another piece right yeah, now. Come on. Do you like... have another one right away? Otherwise, yes. I do still have love relation that I could read as well um, from the first book. But I want to hear Gina and Angela. I want to live for me. They can live for Gina. I just want to show us, show people what, how it doesn't sound good. So when Gina's like blows them away, even though she can blow them away without the comparison. All right, let's go. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Us now. Okay, you blew everyone away too. You was the poet of the playground. That's why we made my twenty dollars last week. The winner. For those who are just joining us, yes, just told a little quick brief. I met her live last Thursday. See, you got the car. See, I drive a scooter. I can't drive a scooter to, to Nashville. I'm I just got a motorcycle, my but... and I'm meeting all the great Oh my God! No, so inside yeah, joke. Yeah. Inside joke that. too, because I was have a, a inside joke behind why she said that because she's sending me a voice message on the Instagram and I hear these noise like trunk sounds. I'm like, what are you throwing trunk in the thing? Like, what are you doing? You know, I'm running away from my proms. I'm like, oh yeah, so you're gonna put your proms in the trunk and throw it in the alleyway and run away from it? Okay, so that's where the joke came from. But it's he like, what are you doing? one of the lawyer's offices we were down in south because of my uh, one of my best friends is dealing with a lot of legal not like legal issues but with her mom passing she just has a lot of legal stuff and i came down for moral support so you caught me going in and out of like the bank or like the lawyer's office and I'm like, i can't hear it do, 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 do. i'm like what are you throwing people with dead bodies like what are you throwing that's what it felt like a truck no i'm running for my problems he's like who's in the trunk like, what is that? Oh, my God. The problem is in the trunk, and now you're going to throw the problem away into this place, abandoned place. Get away but from you know it and drive. You know what, Andy? You know who's not running from their problems? Gina. Because Gina's living her best life right fucking now, and she's got a piece for us. And what are you going to be uh, spitting for us right now? Oh. I'm going to do oh. what? Pause. First of all, there is something you don't know, Andy, about the Tennessee scene, especially the Poets Playground. You have to say okay. something. You have to say, uh, say, say your, your name, name say your claim, say your shush. So hold on, let me introduce Gina real quick. We got to say <laughs> your name, say <laughs> your claim, say your shh. <laughs> that's, for, that's for the poets playground but i oh, we also a have a call back for the prodigal poets that's oh. go poet flow it so i go say go poet, poet and you it. say flow it nice you do yours go flow it um so this piece is called sapio feeling um it's about being attracted to someone's intelligence Ooh. i haven't been touched in a long time when I say touch, I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about mentally, like theoretically speaking, hypothetically touching, mind fucking, sapiosexually craving for words romantically. Touch me smoothly with your mind, seductively, feeling to know what you may not show, why you do the things you do, what makes you, you. Let's talk about the stars, traveling to Mars, writing bars. I want to know what goes on in your mind. Let me feel it vibrationally. Thinking about it, biting my lips so sensationally. Imagination of a conversation running wild, poetically, going back and forth, flowing lyrically like love notes passed in the hallway, folded up secretly, unlocking another level of chemistry. 
ask me questions rhetorically, tear me apart completely by speaking to me intimately. If you want the key to my heart, the password is a code that must be deciphered. It must be unraveled psychologically. There are still places that are untraveled. Can you bring up situations ethically? Could we philosophically debate about sociology? Touch me, please, intelligently. Leave me tingling, waiting for our next mind-blowing interaction. I want some of that hot attraction. Touch me where your hands can never reach. Baby, I need some of that sapio feeling. <laughs> okay, I retire. I am done. I'm not writing ever again. Wow. <laughs> wow. Andy, you're never going to write. You're never going to write ever again. Fuego. Wow. Fuego. Oh, I don't have the OA. Like they do in the Pentecostal journal. Fire. Yeah. With the, with the handkerchief. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah, I kind of went old school with that one. That, that's, ooh, that's back in my mother's days, man. What the? The little panwe. Oh my God! Wow, that is uh, you know, Dunit, you're the second person. Oh, oh, hi, hello. Sorry, everybody. That's my uh, my work compadre and my kiddo. <laughs> He's the reason I'm in a golf show. She's she's Yo. my uh, Thelma, and I'm Louise, or whoever's running for the prom. Whoever whoever's really oh running. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! That was um, wow. Oh God, You're the second person, shit, yeah, because you know what's crazy, yeah, because there used to be this one person that used to talk a lot about saposexuality thing, and then you're the second person that's mentioned that topic, so it's interesting, that's an interesting side of sexuality, I guess, I, I still don't understand 100%, but if I'm not mistaken, that's when you're sexually attracted to somebody's intelligence, right? Right. Okay, yeah, you're the second person that mentioned that exact topic because I, I don't know too much about it, but I've heard of that, so it's pretty interesting. Um, wow, that is wow, that piece was fire! Like, wow, uh, it was a freaking incredible. Thank uh, you. Oh my gosh, seriously, again, what a multifaceted poet that we got right in front of us because, again, we got into some pretty deep places, didn't we, Andy? We went to some dark places because, again. When we had Elijah Abraham join us, uh, they really spoke on the fact that they really appreciate hearing the dark side and how the overcoming that dark side, it doesn't change. And again, I'm paraphrasing their words, Andy, that, and everybody else who's paying attention right now, that it, it doesn't get better, but it changes in a way that makes you better because you grow and you learn from something yeah. in this atmosphere. But then we also have something completely off the cuff and different. I mean, it's not off the cuff. And different, but it's just totally a different situation. It's it's woo, it's hot. Yeah, you know, you know what's crazy between 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 part one and part two of you know the the, the Gina series, I call it right. Um, I love the fact that we get to see different parts of Gina. So it's not just one thing. It's not Multi just two things. It's multiple things. So now we just saw another side of her. That's like wow, this is amazing. Again, it goes back to just. Pretty much unraveling the influence around us. I know, pun intended. I know, I, I kind of <laughs> had to throw that in there. <laughs> uh, wh uh, what are you doing? Okay, wait, is this a new thing? What's going on? No, I'm sorry, her son was walking around without her shirt on because they're going to the pool right outside. So oh, I'm my God. That's it. We're going to get canceled. Thanks, Angela. We're going to get canceled. I, I, I don't want, I don't want to have like that come up in our, 
Yeah, right. so um, yeah, oh so my god. Note, let's end on that note. <laughs> Word. Okay, so you you go ahead, um, Angela. What what else? What else he got? So again, um, just if you are just joining us, we are wrapping up our two hour special talking with part two of Gina Carrillo. I have, we gave away Kaleidoscope, which is the first collection of of her uh, incredible talented works. Um, from 14 to two years ago, you are getting the incredible mindset and history and just these beautiful art pieces of Gina Carrillo uh, right here at Black Widow Poet. Um, she is a survivor in so many aspects of the word. She defines the word survivor. It's pretty fucking fantastic. She, she honored us with her presence tonight. Um, she also has a collection where there are 51 poets um, in that uh, right here, Poets United. Um, she's in there, and it was her, and who is the, again, I'm so sorry. Eric, I, I Eric Shamit. Yeah, we'll definitely make sure we have that uh, individual put on our um, tag when we uh, do the tag. Andy's incredible with that. Thank you for that. And then she's also working on a second collection of poetry to come out pretty gosh darn soon. And it had such a beautiful, it had mosaic in the title. What was that beautiful title that you had again for the second collection? It's going to be called Stained Glass Mosaics of Lights. And it's going to have a lot of artwork and, and, and more incredible pieces from uh, Gina, for sure. Um, if you have not seen this woman live, you better fucking get on it. I got the privilege, and I'm telling you, she's living her best life right now. you got to come and see her. Um, so many of her friends came out tonight to support her um, here. And again, she's one of Poets United, so she's not just a person that we are talking with. She's a person this is who's running this right here, man. community. So we want to live through her. Like, that's why we invited her to come out tonight. Uh, because, again, she's not just a poet that we honor and we respect because the work is good. But she's fucking walking the walk, too, by being a part of her community, Poets United, setting up local areas, living the fucking dream. She's going to be in Chicago April 12th to the 15th, three different places. There's no excuse if you're in that area. You can go see her because that's what we're all about. She supports people like you. We're going to support people like her because that's what Andy's Amen. mission is. That's what all of our mission is tonight. And let's be the bridge pretty much. Yes. Like, I, okay. Like I'm, I'm, I'm starting to be the, the, what do you call that? Like I'm paving, I guess, but I want other communities to help build this bridge because I think there's been an essence of art and, 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 poetry and words that have been so dis I don't want to say that it's been right. lost it was it's been distorted because has been doing it and but she's yeah been so able now, to get it now in her area and now that her area is small her area is pretty fucking big it's she's hitting up all of Tennessee for lost in between string says she's a rock star yes I well, agree thank well, you well, definitely Definitely. Yeah. It's one to no one, right? It takes one to no one. You know Absolutely. If you had a band, you should call yourself the Black Widow Poets, like as a band <laughs> name. I don't know. I think that'd be a cool, that actually, that'd be a dope that's name. That's a pretty fucking good name. That, that would be there's awesome. a band called the Dead Kennedys, for crying oh, out loud. So the oh, Dead, yeah. so the Black Widow Poets, that's a dope name. I don't know. I don't think it's been taken yet. You should do it. Trademark it. That is awesome. Trade, she already trademarked it with her exit. <laughs> she yeah. already did. She already did. Fucking trademarked it. Sorry, mine. <laughs> yeah, again, that's 
exactly right. That's why we have her on the show because we're, we want to idolize the steps that she's doing and continue to magnify those steps that she's already doing. She says she's living the dream and that's really my mission this year is to try to find out what that dream is and find that way. And Andy, I know that's, we, we're, we're working on this together, my friend down there. That's me and him. Yeah. And I like to share. Like that. That's what it is. I like to give back. I like to share. Um, it's like I said before, I've never, I was never given the platform. I was never given the opportunity and stuff like that. And I want to give back because I know what it's like to not be able to tell a story, I guess, if that makes sense. So when I decide to bring this back and pretty much, because this, okay, so this is a long, I try to be as short as possible with this. When I first started the poetry thing, this was jammed them down. That was my weird name, username. And that became a community page. And it, it went from jammed them down to jammed them sessions live to ink sessions live. And then it just ended for a little bit. Um, long story short, you know, just, it just didn't work. And when I just, and I, I try to continue by changing the name back to Jenna Sessions Live, I was doing some things and I'm like, okay, there's something here, but there's something missing. And I'm like, okay, what is the missing piece that I needed? And then here I am, I, I reconnect with Leon and then through Leon, I reconnect with everybody else. I, I finally meet Angela for the first time. And I said, okay, if we're going to do this, we need to rebrand this once and for all. And I think Unraveled Influence makes perfect sense. And what was a podcast became a community page that has a podcast, if that makes sense. It's just I want to provide that space. It, it's, it's, it's for you guys. I, let's tell stories. It's for you guys. You tell your story when there's no other place that can give you that platform. I want to be the building bridge and hopefully inspire others to do the same thing. Let's build a bridge together. Is what I, I don't know if all that made sense, but that's what the main thing is. Hey, what's going on, brother? Welcome. Hey, hi, Andy. How are you? Am I audible? I'm, yes, I'm good. You? I'm good. Thank yes, you for yes. joining us. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hi, such, a, such, a, such a good opportunity to talk to Gina. I was trying to talk to her because... Uh, uh, I recently started doing open mics. I mean, the more physical ones, right? Not here on Instagram. And uh, uh, last year, I used to see that she used to actually have calendars of open mics, like March month, this venue, this venue, this venue, right? And that's why I call her the rock star who has a calendar of op open mics, right? So, <laughs> and she she she's good with it. And uh, uh, the reason why I wanted to talk to her is, you know, the I observed that there is a different uh, culture to even open mics in different places, right? So uh, out here in India, I, I am from Mumbai in India. So uh, there is this uh, not a you know, written rule, but there is this vibe that, you know, you should go on the stage without referring to your material and speak, right? Much like slam poetry, it's like a competition, but it's not a competition. So the uh, thought behind that rule or, you know, uh, I don't know what to call it, uh, or a way or a tradition is that, you know, anyone can read poetry, right? Even I can go and read your poetry on stage, but it's not a performance. You call it a performance if you are, you know, speaking it without referring to it. And the reason behind that is if you, uh, if you are not referring any material, you, as as Gina was referring to earlier, right? You have that eye contact with audience, but sometimes there's so much light that there is dark, right? You cannot see anyone. <laughs> so, 
things like this so uh, there was a dilemma in my mind uh, that you know should i uh, de- de- you know delay my performances until i you know by heart my pieces or you know should i not perform at all because you know sometimes you are working right you are not a full time poet yeah. so can just sit and you know memorize the pieces all day long Jay, right? and, uh, the only place that you have to have a memorized is if you're in a slam competition yeah. and i've only done that one time i didn't make it past the first round which i'm glad cuz i only had like two pieces memorized at that time and i don't like all the rules and so other than that mm. all these open mics people have their phone they have pieces of paper or they have a book so get up there it doesn't matter if it's memorized or not I just I'm exactly with right. you because I showed up in Nashville to see her perform and I go on the stage and I was the only person that had material on a no, piece of paper. No. Yo. So I wasn't memorized. I wasn't prepared. This was and- Angela. She was so like hardcore. She had her paper and then she just threw it off the stage. Like, she just threw oh it. my god. She She's like But that's my goal eventually. With the nervousness, right? Even even when I used to perform with my band, like I've performed over sixty venues, but you know, every time you go on stage, you there there are nerves. You cannot get rid of them. And I I read this interesting book when I was in my MBA uh, about presentations, right? So the author said that you know this nervousness is there because you want to do better. So rather than resisting it you should welcome it right yes. so that, that's why and so that Good. if that nervousness is coming you are serious about your performance it's Good. not because you are not Jeff, up to the mark turn it into excited not that i'm so nervous oh. just turn it into i'm so excited i I'm can't nervous. wait every time andy like 30 minutes before we go live i'm nervous andy so i'm doing it yeah you're good i bet yeah no you got the you 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 got this morning you think angela i that's why i have to keep telling you angela you got this right, i got yeah. it i got it but uh, even even when i speak to angela uh, in the dm she's like i'm not that good no. and i'm like if you're not <laughs> Good water. <laughs> okay, yeah. honestly, you're if you want my husband, you're better at this than I am. I mean, I I'm, I feel like I'm an amateur compared to you because you're in front of a classroom, your teacher. It's like that that should be like this for you. To me, it's like I'm still learning how to navigate to be a host, you know, and all this other stuff about, you know, like um presentation like you're talking about. I'm still learning, you know. I don't know how I was able to do all this, you know, through Pretty time, but that at that Right, but, but as I'm saying, but that take, you know, but again, like um you I feel like you guys are way better than that than I am. I'm still learning, honestly. I I think you guys inspire me. You guys are teaching me. I'm learning from you guys. So, again, I'm glad that we have this. So, I we can all learn from each other. And that's what's important. And yeah, that's what I mean. One more since this is Gina's interview. Uh, so, one more question for Gina, right? How, how because the whole you know concept behind and it's for you also angela by the way so whole concept behind an open mic is you are allowed to fuck up right that's and the whole crowd is very supporting even if you fuck up even if you you know black out zone out right but as a performer i don't 
prefer like you do somehow since i performed with a band and you know it has to be note to note you make mistake but it's okay but i don't want to go there because uh, generally the culture of open mics is you try so long you pay and you perform sometimes these people have their youtube channels and they make money out of it you know so so i don't want to fuck up uh, right so so uh, when when you go uh, out there right uh, perform and uh, should should your mindset be just uh, be about uh, you know um, i should go there and i should enjoy or how 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 should be i mean because uh, my pieces are you know long as pieces i cannot memorize them that is for sure you don't so, worry about that. Don't worry yeah about because I what Jean is going to respond so i know you're going to respond here so i want to hear from her first and then i definitely have yeah. a response i've only done it once, i've only but... had like one or two where uh performances where i think was flawless other than that i get off stage i'm like i messed it up i know y'all don't know but i know i messed it up but yeah. they don't know your poetry they don't know your poem they do not yes. know you messed up unless you pause for too long so if you mess up you mm. keep going fill it in up. with something repeat the last line keep going nobody will know Absolutely cuz I did my poem a few lines I said backwards and I kept that going flawlessly and also to be quite honest that's part of the performance aspect of it itself that's part of the performance art piece uh we spoke with a previous interviewer who said that they had been drinking throughout performing a bunch of spoken words and that itself by the end of the recording them being so almost out of control i think i don't know from that experience that itself became its own performance so also as a musician yourself each show is its own organic mm-hmm. experience with the crowd and their response to you and the flow in between because i've done concerts where i'll see the same band night to night one in cleveland and one in columbus and it's a completely different experience even though it's the night after just because of the way the crowd interacts and the way it's all organic and you can't be afraid to fuck up you just got to live and do it and and somebody who's yeah. messed up uh, and they fucking won and you might you might change your set like on my show sunday i had a set i was going to do that i practiced and then i had two different poets one did a customer service piece the other one did um a piece on um a chessboard like a pawn difficult people piece and so i changed my set right then because i wanted to do um pieces that were kind of like response pieces or pieces that were like theirs and i was like let me change it up cuz i want to do i want you to hear this piece that's about that and this piece that's about that so you may change it so you just yeah. never know what's going to happen at a show what type of audience you're going to be around or what the other performers are going to do you may want to um change your show to gear it towards what you think that audience wants to hear at that time. And I think we really yeah. do need to combine comedy, music and spoken word whether it's poetry or short, you know, novellas, you know, whatever it's short pieces because that's I think the interaction between the three are very similar because even like a comedic performance, the joke sometimes you work as the uh audience is responding to you. And I think Gina is perfectly re- perfect in her response. You don't know necessarily how the vibe is going to be until you're there and you might switch it up. So in yeah. that case, you might not have a 12 set memorized playlist in your mind and it's okay to have your right. You know what? Have it be a part of your performance, have it be a part of the prop, you know? Give well, it purpose. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff here challenging 
because I'm a machine gun poet, you know. I like being loud and performing faster pieces. And he wrote, um, composed music, and he wanted me to do it slow. And I was like, I don't like slow pieces. Like, I'm not flirty. I don't like really cheeky, warm pieces. I'd rather, like, go, go hard. fast. And he was like, you know, slow it down, enunciate your words. And I did it, and it came out beautifully, but I was out of my wheelhouse of my comfort level. Mm -hmm. and it made but you I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that now piece. Yes, yes, yes. The first one, right? Piece. Yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the because this this part about a lot of poets do that just to match the vibe uh, of what other people are saying. They, and they are very transparent about it. You know, I was going to do something different, but then I changed my, uh, you know, uh, piece. Uh, I wanted to speak about this topic, but I'm now I'm speaking about this. So somewhere I also feel that, you know, uh, everyone, every region rather, I'm from India, right? You guys are from the US and uh, the vibe is the same, but, uh, you know, the, somehow it uh, uh, becomes accustomed to what, place it is in because here in India uh, because the uh, primary language is Hindi English is not the primary language right first so uh, it's it's always it's always going to be uh, uh, you know uh, Hindi and then English and Hindi is uh, you know uh, largely understood in India so uh, it's always the Hindi uh, language that you know uh, takes uh, uh, you know precedence right and there are very few english poets uh, who do poetry because being in india you should be first doing pieces in hindi right mm -hmm. and not in english uh, but then uh, sometimes what i can understand hindi i can speak hindi right but the thing is uh, the way you uh, like the first thing that comes into your mind or in your heart is what continues right then you just start writing in that language you just start thinking in that language because i've seen uh, different you know spanish poets doing spanish uh, spoken word mm -hmm. and i'm following some of them so i mean, i think that's that's a vibe too right i mean could you i mean i don't know gina if you can speak another language can you write or you know do a spoken in that language i don't know if you know un poco but not I haven't done any no, spoken work yet I want to do some at least recording bueno. some pieces do in Spanish yeah or at least you have artists, some lines up? of some lines of that language in your English spoken so a lot of people I uh, have started doing that because uh, uh, this is also into rap. Okay, rap is also poetry. So oh, a lot of works. Indian rappers have started to understand that, you know, English is not going to work for them in India. And given the population uh, India has, a lot of, you know, even uh, influencers, they, they do reels on, you know, Hindi song stuff so just so that they get views. And then these rappers, they have started, you know, switching from English to Hindi. Just to get the audience oh, attention. Awesome. I like how um, George says, I speak fluent <laughs> gibberish. <laughs> I am dead. Oh my God. Well, um, 
again, um, thank you guys. Yeah, because um, so, we already reached that two-hour mark. Uh, do you have any? Jeff, um, so, brother, thank you so for joining much. us. Thank you, Jeff. Good to see you. Yes, sir. All right, so, so we're gonna wrap up in the next two minutes because I yes. ran a little bit over. We you, wanted to give Jeff. It's all. He was so no, of course. Join us. Thank so you I'm for so letting him on. He's been trying to catch up with me, and we've been of course. No, of course. Anytime. This That's is... what this whole format's for. So again, we'll try to be a little bit better with uh, maybe doing a ten to. To twelve spot on Fridays because I know that seems to be hit a we'll lot. We'll see. We'll we'll figure it out. We're we'll figuring it out. We'll talk. We'll talk. That's behind the scenes. But All right. Gina, so, let me ask a few things uh, yeah. quickly. Thank you so much for joining us again. Do lives, right? Thank you. Thank you so much, Angela and Andy and Unraveled Influence for having me back for the second time. Also, yes, check out Kaleidoscope on Amazon, Barnes & Noble website, also at the local Williamson County Library bookstore. I mean, library, check it out. Uh, Poets United on Amazon as well. Um, also, just so y'all know, I do have an open mic on Origin of Thought platform with Blue Lotus Illumination. It's going to be called Blue and Black Healing Attack. That's this Friday, um, 9 p.m., um, also check out the Prodigal Poets. We have shows all over Nashville, East Nashville, Gallatin, Murfreesboro, Lebanon, and Madison, different venues. I'll be in Chicago the 15th through the 22nd. And I love you all. Yes, the Black Widow, Black, um, Black Widow Poet World Tour. Oh my God, I've been saying the wrong dates. Why didn't you tell me? Fifteenth through the twenty second. I'll be in Chicago. She wanted you to. She wanted you to realize. Fifteenth through twenty second. Fifteenth through twenty second. Yeah. She wanted you to realize, Angela. And I was gonna say, this is the Black Widow Poet World Tour, guys, nationwide. And I will finish our quote for Monday. Awesome. I can't wait to see it. All right. Thank y'all. Love you. Love you guys. All right. Thank you for joining us. Okay. We'll see you all next time. All right. Peace.